Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School from Los Angeles, California. My name is Michael Benner, your host today and every Sunday for the Mystery School and the premium training that follows about 30 minutes from now. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Today we're going to do the fifth in our mini-series called The Five Talents, the fifth of five. So this is really where it not only ends, this is really where it begins. This fifth talent is the beginning, the end. It uh, is the thread or the continuity that runs through all five talents. And so hopefully this will give you a sense of completion, if not conclusion, you get a sense of what this whole thing is about. I've really enjoyed doing this. It's a new training. I think I probably mentioned in a couple of past programs that uh, this came to me just a few weeks ago, really in a dream. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I had this sense of one whole thing, this sort of round sphere, this amorphous cloud in my head, and I'm thinking to myself, you know how you dialogue inside your brain, you have a couple of voices going on in there at least, and I'm thinking, what is this? And my intuition said to me, it's one whole thing. And I thought, well, that's cool, but what does that mean? And the voice said, or the idea that occurred to me intuitively was, it's your personal development material, it's your stuff. And I thought, okay, because I've never thought of it as being whole. I guess I've always had a sense of the material that I've provided for so many years being sort of linear and unfolding and never really doubling back on itself in a whole, complete way. So uh, my thoughts continue, and I'm thinking, well, what do you mean my stuff? What do you mean one whole thing? What is this? And uh, the idea that came to mind was it's the five talents. So I stood up, and even though it was the middle of the night, I booted up my computer, and in 15 minutes I wrote this training. And in one sense, there's nothing new in it. It's my same material. But in another way, it is new in that uh, the connections are different and the way I present it is still really organic and natural to me. But I really like it. And I'm looking forward to doing a seminar here in Los Angeles Hopefully in January, if I can pull it together by then, right on the other side of the holidays and the new year. So, if you just continue to listen to this free forum every Sunday afternoon and read the newsletter, hopefully you're getting the newsletter. If not, you can sign up for the newsletter with your email address and your name at uh, my primary website, which is the w's.theagelesswisdom.com. Just click on the free newsletter button and you'll that way get 
the information about the upcoming seminar when the details are uh, are prepared. I've also agreed to tape a, a TV program here locally for people in the Los Angeles area, a cable TV show called Healthline. I'm going to be doing that in a few days. And as soon as I find out the air date, because I'm pretty sure it's going to be taped. I don't think it's live, but uh, as soon as I get an air date and channel information, I'll let you know, and you can watch that too. So again, the newsletter is the best way to keep track of all of this um, and listening to the free forum here, which is also podcast, okay? So today, the fifth of the five talents is mindful awareness. And when I say it's the beginning and the end and really the continuity that runs through the other four, mindful awareness is like that. <laughs> it, it is your awareness of your thoughts and feelings. It is your awareness of your life to be mindfully aware I guess in some sense is almost a redundancy. Uh, to be mindful is to be aware. To be aware is mindful. It's to be awake. It's to be alert. Although an argument can be made that you could be awake and alert and still be unaware. I mean, there, there's so much around us that is stimulating to us potentially that we are selective in our consciousness. You understand what I mean? There's only so much that you can pay attention to. So it's sort of like sitting in the living room uh, watching television and you're hearing noise from the other room, but you're so into whatever you're watching on TV, that you're not paying attention to what's going on in the other room or what may be happening right in front of you. And you're just so focused on the television, it's like, oh, I missed all of that, right? Or out in the world, you're driving a car and you're paying attention to one thing, but something else happens that uh, you're not paying attention. Somebody starts texting on their cell phone while they're driving a car and the next thing you know they collide into a telephone pole or rear end somebody because they were not paying attention to the driving instead they were paying attention to the texting so this is in one sense pretty obvious to people and easy to understand but the implications and the ramifications of what i'm talking about are really quite profound. I mean, we are choosing in some extent, some manner of degree, we are choosing what we pay attention to. And then are we consciously choosing what we pay attention to? Or do we only pay attention to what's the brightest or the most colorful or the loudest, right? Again, maybe you're watching a football game on television and ignoring your child uh, playing on the, on the carpet right next to you when 
If you would turn and pay attention to the child and ignore the football game, it might be a much more rewarding experience for you. But you didn't think to do that. You never really made a choice. You just are habitually watching the game because that's what you do. <laughs> it's the World Series. What are you talking about? Why would I watch my kid? Well, because tomorrow your child's a different child, and a month from now they'll be older, and you've lost that opportunity. Life is full of that. You know, John Lennon said, life is what happens to you while you're making other plans. Well, we could say life is what happens to you while you're paying attention to something else. And so do we get to choose or are we actually choosing what we put our attention on? And the fact is sometimes yes and tragically most of the time no. We're not choosing what we pay attention to. I mean, how conscious is it to text while you drive and then rear-end somebody? And YouTube is full of all of these videos of people walking uh, off the pier and falling into the manhole because they're <laughs> paying attention to their stupid smartphone. How smart is that? Um, <laughs> instead of paying attention to where you're going. A, a classic example that I've used for years because it was so significant in my own life, um, and maybe that's because it involves food, and food has always played an important role in my life, but it's the story you've probably heard me tell a couple of times about my wife Doreen and I going into Starbucks, and I try to avoid those pastries, right, because they're really high in sugars and high in fats or not a lot of calories, not very good for you, but damn, sometimes, you know, you just really allow yourself a little treat, you know, a little high carb um, favor of some sort. And so I remember we were on the Sunset Strip and I caved in to this urge, decided that I was going to treat myself. I'd been good with my diet, and so I'm going to have one of these hazardous espresso brownies that they sell. And I bought the damn brownie, and we jumped in the car, and we're driving down the Sunset Strip. And the billboards, if you know L.A. and, and West Hollywood, you know that area, there are these giant billboards, and they constantly change. And we were looking at the different billboards and new movies that are being announced. And there was also a couple of cafes that had changed ownership and a couple of stores that were different since the last time we had been there. And we're talking and people watching as we cruise slowly down the strip in West Hollywood and Next thing I know, I reach for the damn brownie, and it's gone. I'd already eaten the whole thing and forgot to pay attention. And what struck me as so profound about it at the time was I started thinking about how often in my life I did that type of thing, 
whether it was around food or anything else. And how much of my life am I missing? I began to wonder. And I I decided I, I'm not going to allow myself to get into a situation where I realize in my later years that my life is almost over and I missed out. I wasn't paying attention. I was so busy doing this and busy doing that, so busy deferring my happiness that my life went by while I was doing other things. And I didn't really pay attention to how rich and wonderful life can be. My priorities were messed up. And I redoubled my efforts to put my attention mindfully on those things that I want to be aware of. Mostly other people, mostly my loving relationships, uh, people smiling, people laughing, uh, people being generous, people being kind, uh, people being patient and tolerant. This is what I think is most important in life. Not how much did I get done today? Right? Did I mow the lawn? Is there crabgrass in the lawn? I mean, these things are important to some people, but I decided I wanted to review all of my priorities and decide consciously and deliberately. And I like that word, deliberately, both words, consciously and deliberately, what I was going to be aware of. This is mindful awareness. What am I going to put my attention upon? In his book, Walden, Henry David Thoreau says near the beginning about his decision to go to Walden Pond for a year or two, I went there to live deliberately. Don't you love that line? I went there to Walden Pond, he's talking about. I went there to live deliberately. He could have said as well, I suppose, I went there to practice living. And you say, my good goodness, uh, how stressful could life be in the mid-1800s that he had to leave Boston and go out of town to some remote area, Walden Pond surrounded by condos now, but to leave town to learn to live, to practice living deliberately. And there's a passage in Walden that I like in particular where he talks about sitting in the step of this little cabin in the doorway noticing the way the shadow of a tree passed across the trunk of another tree nearby. And he noticed this point on the tree where the shadow laid across it. And then a few minutes later, looked again and noticed that, of course, the shadow had moved 
uh, correlation of the Earth's rotation, right? So he decided to sit there and watch the shadow work its way up that tree. Now, many of us might say, what an incredible waste of time. As if time could be wasted, right? Thoreau would probably say, you people that are too busy to watch a shadow move up a tree are the ones that are wasting your time. Why don't you spend four or five hours, as I did that morning, just sitting, doing nothing, but watching the shadow slowly move up the tree and see what kind of person you are after four hours? There's a good chance you'll like who you are even more <laughs> than you do now or than you would if you stayed busy trying to be productive and get all this stuff done and end up feeling like a hamster in one of those round wheels, right? Just spinning and running and doing this and doing that and really, in fact, Creating an appearance that you're accomplishing a lot, but in fact really accomplishing nothing for when the hamster is done running in the wheel, he's exactly where he was when he started. You didn't get any place, right? But Thoreau, on the other hand, was changed by the experience of watching this shadow slowly progress up the tree. How was he changed? Well, you'd have to ask him. But I suspect he was changed in some remarkable ways. And the truth is, I say the truth. Uh, actually, I'll have to leave this to you to decide. You'll have to practice being mindful, review your life, and decide to what extent do I ever allow myself to be mindful of the present moment. You see, it's not just that there's so much going on that we're not sure what to pay attention to. You have laid over the top of that thoughts and feelings that drag you into the past. Consider how much of your day so far today has been spent focused on the present moment as it passes over you, as if we're a boulder in the middle of the stream and life is flowing over us and around us. How much of your day so far today has been spent paying attention to life flowing over you moment by moment versus what percentage of your day so far today has been spent thinking about the past? And how much of, of that has been about regrets? And how much of it has been resentful? And then we can ask just as easily, just as surely, how much of your day so far today has been spent thinking about the future? Worrying about what's going to happen later today. 
any minute now, an hour from now, tomorrow, next week, next year, ten years from now. I would suggest that if you review your life, and if you're like the vast majority of people, we spend more time regretting the past and fearing the future than we spend being mindfully aware of the present moment. I'd like to see your comments if you want to use the text box. Any questions as well, you'll see it in the lower left on the page in front of you. Add your name, your city, and be sure and click on Submit. I'd like to look at those. How much of your life do you spend paying attention to what's happening versus, like most people, I'm afraid, not paying attention, not being mindfully aware, because something has distracted our attention from inside our own heads about the past or the future. And then, even if we could be aware of the present moment, and we can, let me say it better, even if we decide we're going to be mindfully aware of the present moment, right here, right now, what am I going to pay attention to? Our lives are so full of stimulus, often way too much stimulus, hence the allegory of the hamster cage or the rat race, or keeping those plates spinning like the old vaudeville act. How many plates can you keep spinning? And people are proud of their multitasking as if, oh, aren't I productive? I get so much done. And they race to work 80 miles an hour and they race home 80 miles an hour. One of the things that has impressed me the most in the six weeks I've been back in Los Angeles after five years in Maui is how fast everybody is going on the freeway. This sense of self-importance, like, oh, I've just got so much to do. And the truth is, no, you don't. It's not that important. Let the crabgrass go. You know, <laughs> are you sure that's what you want to spend your time doing? I mean, everyone has different priorities and different values. I understand that. But have you consciously chosen your priorities? Are you certain these are the values that you'd really like to spend your time with? Is this what you want to spend your life doing. I'm getting hellos and howdies from people. I don't see any real questions yet. It's nice to see you. There's Carol in the uh, Habra. Bill's in Denver. Peter is in New Orleans. Folks just saying hi. Nice to have you guys here live. This program is also podcast. I appreciate you being here live. About 95% of folks listen to the podcast. Remember, the premium training is coming up in just about five minutes. You can meet us over there at 1.30. You can get the URL 
and the password by enrolling at theagelesswisdom.com. This is what we're going to focus on today. The fifth, really the the, <laughs> the whole enchilada, the, the five talents. The fifth talent is mindful awareness of the first four. Mindful awareness of talent number one, life's relativity. Talent number two, conceptual understanding. Talent number three, owning your heartache. And talent number four, following your heart. Put those four talents on your fingertips. And mindful awareness, the fifth talent, is your thumb. And you'll learn in the seminar and to some extent in the premium training that follows, how to create a little checklist by touching your thumb to your little finger and being mindfully aware of life's relativity when you're confused and have a problem and feeling lonely and separated. And then touching your ring finger with your thumb to be mindfully aware of your ability to understand big concepts, to think specific to general as well as logic, which is general to specific. Touching your second finger with your thumb, mindfully aware of owning your heartache and understanding your emotional nature as a response to what's happening to you, not merely what's done to you. And talent number four, mindfully aware you touch your thumb to your first finger. And ask yourself, am I following my heart in solving the only two kinds of problems that really exist? Now, if you've missed the premium training and you say, well, I could get talent five today. It's coming up in just a few minutes. But what about the other four? Just send me an email. I'll tell you how to get all five. It's very affordable less than what dinner costs in a coffee shop, email me at mb, my initials, Michael Benner, mb at theagelesswisdom.com. And you can register now for the upcoming premium training that starts in just a few minutes. Just go to, again, my primary website, the w's.theagelesswisdom.com. Click on webinars, then premium training. You can use your ATM card. Sign up in 60 seconds. And the thank you page and a confirming email, both will have the URL address and the password you need to join us. And we'll see you over there in a few minutes. Thanks a ton for being with us today. Sorry I didn't get a chance to do a visualization exercise. But I want you to know what we mean when you hear us talking about enlightenment at your fingertips. These are the five talents. All right? Have a wonderful day, a great week, and hopefully you can join us at the premium training. Thanks a lot for being here. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from L.A.